Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 178. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I got a mac my name is cliff ravenscraft and i'm chris Buck. we're here each and every week uh or have been we're gonna talk about that uh to talk about the greatness of apple all things mac ios and anything that steve jobs has ever deemed awesome we talk about it here pretty much pretty much and of course uh there is quite a bit to talk about this week a lot of things happening. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, we should have had a show last week. We should have definitely had a show last week. But here's here's what I want to tell people. Okay, number one, uh, we're going to talk about Steve Jobs resigning. We're going to talk about Hewlett Packard, the number one company or PC maker in. I don't. Is it the world or just the U.S.? I think it's the world. The yeah, number one PC maker in the world is going to actually step out of the PC making business. And the most awesome, the single most awesome co-host or host of any Mac show on the face of this planet is is actually going to step down for, for a temporary hiatus. So we've got a lot of different things happening in this world, and, and we're going to cover all of that in this episode. <laughs> Much like Steve Jobs. Much like Steve Jobs. Although uh, you don't have any kind of terminal illness, right? I hope not. I hope not as well. <laughs> so, so uh, just stand by, by the way, B- big, huge announcement here about the future of Help I Got a Mac. It's not as bad as what you probably are already thinking. Uh, although for some people, it may be like the earth shattering news then, <laughs> and you may need to call your uh, a, a professional counselor to, to talk through it. And so uh, we'll, we'll share that uh, near the eb- end of the episode. But uh, as far as news, let's, let's start off for the, cause there's, you know, believe it or not, this is going to be the very first time somebody's ever listened to our show. This, this, this episode right here. So we don't want to bore them with the details that we'll share at the end. We want to start off with some Apple news. The biggest thing, obviously Steve jobs steps down as CEO of Apple. I know we're late to the story, a lot of, you know, you and I, we've probably heard the pundits talk about this until they're blue in the face. Yeah. But you and I have not given our reaction to this. No. So I happen to know that Steve Jobs holds a special place in your heart, Chris. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm kind of a mannered with the, uh, uh, with the guy. Uh, he sent an, a letter, uh, an open letter, uh, August 24th. Uh, that said, uh, to the Apple board directors and Apple community, I've always said if there came a day where I could no longer meet my duties and expectations as Apple's CEO, I'd be the first to let you know. Unfortunately, that day has come. I hereby resign as CEO of Apple. I'd like to serve if the board sees fit as chairman of the board, director, and Apple employee. As far as my successor goes, I strongly recommend that we execute our succession plan and name Tim Cook as CEO of Apple. I believe Apple's brightest days and most innovative days are ahead of it. I look forward to watching and contributing to its success in a new role. Uh, I've made some of my best friends in my life at Apple, and I thank you all for the many years of being able to work alongside you, Steve. Wow. Yeah, simple to the point, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So so 
Chris, where were you when you heard the news? <laughs> where were you? <laughs> uh, where was I? I was... Where was I? Was I at work? No. I was... I can't remember what time it, this came down. Yeah, I think I was working. I was working a little late. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden, I saw it on the on the Twitters. Yep. That's the first place I saw it was on Twitter. Um, how, what what was your first thought? Do you remember what your thir- first thought was when you when you read it, saw it? Was it? Did you think it was a joke or? No, uh, I thought it was real, yeah. and uh, I was just kind of bummed out because you know we've all been hoping that he comes back like superhuman and you know and and spends the next twenty years working at Apple, right? And uh, here it no, you know what I was at a I was at a, a podcamp event or not podcamp a a. a so social, social, social media, media thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my first thought was, you know, I felt bad because I realized that, you know, it's probably that due to health concerns and then, you know, I know he's got, you know, kids and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, my mind, my mind went to there not like, Oh no, Apple's in trouble. I thought I went on on a personal level. Yeah. That, you know, here's this guy, you know, doing what he loves and he's not going to be able to do it. You know, the, the thing that, in, that, that kind of shocked me was the media response to this. I mean, if, if I didn't know, if, if I didn't, it, let's just say I wasn't paying attention to Twitter um, and I didn't see the immediate note that said, uh, you know, Steve Jobs resigned. And then just the, you know, if I kind of like was, you know, I was kind of like uh, behind a rock or something like that, living under a rock for the day. And then I came out the next day and started to look, you know, look at CNN.com and looking at, you know, Wall Street Journal, New York Times and all these other stuff and, and Mashable and all these other things. If I would have just gone there looking, looking at the headlines, looking at the, you know, the videos, you know, montages and stuff, I, I literally would have thought that Steve Jobs had already died. Yeah, they were kind of eulogizing him, weren't they? It, it, it was creepy. I mean, for me personally, I just felt I felt it was really creepy the way that the media handled it. Yeah, I mean, I could see like you eulogizing. That's a tough word to say. Eulogizing his career because you know he's not going to be really. You know, he he was the face of Apple, and you know everything kind of went through his filter, and you know that it's a big deal that he's not doing it anymore. Yeah, it it, it is a big deal, and and I totally. I, I just don't understand. I mean, because I, I, I know all the eulogizing that happened. I do believe it was all eulogizing his his career. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't think anybody was distasteful and saying, you know, well, now that Steve Jobs is no longer you know, here or anything. like. But the thing I still felt it was just a little creepy. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like. You know, yeah, it was a little weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I, and, 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 and in a way, it wasn't weird necessarily for me, but I'm sitting there thinking if I'm Steve Jobs, it's like, yeah. it's like, wait a second, did I die? You know, yeah, exactly. you know, am I, al- I think I was in one of those movies where, you know, you know, I'm actually participating through the day. I'm able to read the news, turn on the TV, watch everything, but you know, nobody actually sees me or hears me and I can't touch anybody and all this other stuff. And, and I'm just, everybody's just going on and on about how great my life was. And I, and I wonder if he had a real surreal moment where he thought maybe for just a minute have I died and and this is what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that 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 was my reaction to the way things are. Now, here's the thing. I, I of course I I went to the Mashable one and you know the top ten videos that talk about Steve Jobs' career and I watched them all, obviously. Oh yeah, of course, so did I. You know, and and uh, there's no question. This guy's an amazing guy, uh, and has uh, you know he certainly had a a tremendous impact 
on my life. And, mm. and, and, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, my, my life is different and, 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 and I, my life is different because of, um, the Mac platform, you know, the, the, the OS platform, OS X platform. Um, uh, my, my, my life has been changed by an iPhone. It really has. I mean, and that sounds, it almost sounds, um, it almost sounds kind of cliche to say that, you know, that, that this phone yeah, has look changed at, my life. In 2007, look at the phones that they had. You know, you had the Blackberry and you had these Windows phones and the Trio. And th- th- there's a really good thing on a website that shows, you know, phones before the iPhone and they're like thick and junky and they have these, all these plastic buttons and, and uh, you know, really terrible like software and the cell phone companies dictated what happened on those phones. And then after, you know, everything now looks like an iPhone. Yeah. And, you know, think about the Mac, you know, in 1984, you know, they they didn't invent the GUI. No, you know, Xerox did basically, but they were smart. You know, Xerox wasn't going to do anything with it. They were smart enough to say, hey, you know, this is probably going to be the future. This is uh, we should go in this route. And in 1984, released the Macintosh, you know, at the time, you know, Microsoft was rolling with DOS and they really rolled with DOS honestly, to Windows 95, you know, Windows 3.1 was kind of a shell that ran on top of DOS. And yeah, I mean, there's every time you use a computer with a GUI interface, you have to thank those guys for popularizing, you know, popularizing it. You know, maybe someone would have came with it down, you know, down the line, but you know, they got the ball rolling. Yeah. And you know what else I, I, I think, uh, you know, Steve Jobs and Apple for is, is getting me in a different mindset when it comes to buying quality products. Mm hmm. You know, because I mean, Chris, do you remember trying to convince me of of the fact that I did not make a huge mistake with my white piece of plastic trash that I talked about all the time? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was I was really upset with my MacBook. It's like, what did I do? And and yeah. you're the one who convinced me that you know, give it time. Let me answer your questions. And over time, I'm like, wow, I really like this. And then you go back, and you're like, ah, it just feels so old. Yeah, and you know, the but, other way. And well, here and here's the thing. I mean, minus a glass, you know, a, a full glass of lemonade being spilt in that machine. If I if, if my daughter didn't spill lemonade into that old MacBook, that thing would still be running today as fast today as it was then. Mm-hmm. And it's there's certain things, you know, people are like, you know, Apple junk and overpriced and this, that and the other. And it's to me. What, what I like about it and why I don't mind paying a premium. Sure, I could probably do most of the things I do now on a Windows machine for, for less. I, I can't. I but, can't. well, you know, things like Adobe Audition and and Premiere and After Effects, all that stuff's on the PC too. It will. It, and what's not on the PC is ScreenFlow. Mm-hmm. And what's, well, you have Camtasia, which is pretty close. Okay. Have you looked at Camtasia, how much Camtasia is on the PC? It's pretty expensive. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, let's let's look this up because I, I, I want to do this. This is, this is good because matter of fact, I think this is crazy that of Camtasia, but let's go. Let's do Camtasia uh, and I'll just do a goose Google search for it here because I don't I think it's you got to go to like TechSmith something. All right. So here is Camtasia. Let's go to purchase. All right. And here we go. Uh, we want to buy Camtasia. Let's snag it. Uh, where is Camtasia? 300 bucks. So, yeah. So, basically, uh, buy an individual copy for $300. Okay. But if you wanted to buy it for the Mac where it has to compete against ScreenFlow, how much is it for the Mac user? 
hundred bucks, $200 less. Mm-hmm. If you have a Mac. Yeah. Same program, $200 less. Why is it $200 less? Because screen flow is awesome. And screen yeah. flows in the, what? It's 99 bucks, right? Yeah. But, but, but I mean, I would say 80% of, of what I can do, I could do on a PC. Here, here's the thing though. Um, I used to do, you know, I used to support Mac and Windows when I worked at this ad agency that I used to work at. And it was just funny, you know, I would get a, a brand new MacBook in, you know, and I'd open the box and it's all laid out real nice. You know, the actual packaging, right? And, you know, the, the you lift it up, you open it up, you know, there's no stickers, there's no anything on it, there's no junk, like shovelware, like third-party software that's put on it. And Norton, you know, the, the, Norton antivirus that takes forever to uninstall. Right, right, and and uh, no, you know, the, the the box is real nice, you know. And then you, and then I'm gonna open up like a ThinkPad. Now I like ThinkPads, you know, they're great machines, but you know, the junky cardboard box, it's it's kind of in there, all confusing. You have to tear the box apart to get to anything. Then you open it up, and there's like stickers and the Intel sticker and and all that stuff. And then you turn it on, and there's Norton and like a trial version of like Nero CD burning software. And then there's like trial versions of games and stuff like that. You got to uninstall all that. And they put a toolbar inside Internet Explorer and it, and they put their own like junky IBM background on the back. And it's like, you know, I, I like paying a little bit extra for the fit and finish to be nicer for for not having a bunch of junk shovelware put on my computer and not being like junked up with the advertising and, and and let's continue this on because you know i i don't know about you but several how many times have i bought a windows machine and within the first either hour two two days two weeks two months how many times have i bought brand new machines and then all of a sudden blue screen of death you know, exactly is it just a complete and, and no code no error that it gives me any idea and have, have you ever called Microsoft tech support for an issue? They tell you to call the manufacturer of the computer. It, that's exactly right. And of course that, I mean, I spent hours and hours. I mean, sometimes I spent days trying to get this stuff and the, and the, it all comes down to the same thing. Completely wipe your hard drive and reinstall windows. You've, right. lost, you've lost everything. Uh, and, and then of course, uh, you know, you do that. And you spent, you know, another half a day or a day and, and you've got it all reinstalled. And the next thing you know, what happens? Blue screen of death. Right. And it's or like, you oh, get well, the machine. Now, you know, go ahead and send us the machine. Yeah. And, and you got to pay shipping and you're going to be without your machine for a couple of weeks and, and stuff like this. And they're going to replace the logic board. And of course, yeah, it's going to our, our, our depot in Texas and. You know, and, and so, you know, what happens if you get a brand new Mac? I don't know about you, but. I, you know, occasionally you get a, an issue here and there and you call what Apple care, <gasps> right? Or you make an appointment and go to your local Apple store. Yeah. If you have one and if you do, then you talk about difference and, and here's, and here's the big thing. I don't mind paying the premium for all the number one, the polish, the, the fit and finish, the fact that every, every single component that goes into my computer is a top notch quality component component that was chosen by the people who made the operating system that's going to run on the hardware. Mm-hmm. This, this to me is priceless, Yep. you know, for a machine. And, and so all of this is going into it. And here's the thing, you know what? Uh, it, in, in five years from now, I'm going to buy a, a brand new 
something Mac to replace the one I have now, maybe even less than five years. And you know what? I'm hoping that the computer I get in five years from now is going to be 10 times as awesome as the machine I'm staring at right now, which I absolutely love. And I'm sure it will be. And, and here's, here's the thing. I, I know tons of, of people who are Apple haters. You know, they just hate Apple for the sake of hating Apple. I yep. used to be one of those people. I, I was as well, Chris. I was as well. I hated let's Apple. Say, let's say they buy a new machine. You know, let's say that they don't go to Newegg and they, they, t- they build all the parts, you know, which is one, uh, another thing. You know, you could build a machine way cheaper. Who do you go to get it serviced? Yeah. And, and not only that, but, you know, sure, there's some people who are Apple haters who know how to build a computer. But Chris, I'm a very technical person. I I don't want to spend the time to build a computer. And here's the thing: let's say you bought an HP, right, or a Sony, or a Acer, or a and any of them, right, that all ran Windows. Okay. Yep. What's if you if you know anything about the computer? What's the first thing you're going to do? You're probably going to blow it away and install everything back on it manually. You know, Windows, all the drivers, all that kind of stuff. How long does that take you? Hours, right? Yes. When yep. when I get home. Yeah, from let's say I buy a new Mac, I, I turn it on, right? And I put in my registration information. And then if I bought any apps from the App Store, I go into the App Store, I hit purchased, I hit all of them to install, I'm done. I don't have to blow anything away. I don't have to rebuild it to make it the image that I want to make it. And I have to like choose which crappy uh, built, you know, crappy shovelware apps that they put in there. I don't have to do any of that stuff. You don't have to do any of that. Chris, I, I, you know, I told you we had the, we got the second MacBook Air here in the house. We got it. And, and you know what I did? I didn't even know this, but migration assistant, I thought it's like, oh crap, you know, you've got, okay, so there's no firewire cable on, on my original MacBook, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, the new one's got the Thunderbolt connector. But how? I mean, before I thought Migration Assistant, you had to have a FireWire connection. You had to get a FireWire. Dude, I fired up. I fired up. Uh, you know, the web. How can I do this in a migration? And, and when I when I turned on the brand new MacBook Air, it says, "Do you want to d- migrate from another computer?" And I'm like, "Yeah, right. I don't have a cable." And it's like, and I went ahead and chose it just to see. What, it's like, uh, just make sure the other one's uh, connected via the the wireless same wireless connection. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And so yep. sure enough, I did. And it says, now go into utilities and go into this and go into this and hit start. And 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 then all of a sudden I did that. And it's like, okay, we found it. I'm going to click here. And it's like, now go to the other computer and confirm. And I did that. And dude, I walked away for two hours. And then all of a sudden I had a complete clone of what was on my, one MacBook Air over onto the new MacBook Air. And anybody could do that. If, if you said, okay, I have an old, you know, even not old, like a year ago HP, and I bought a brand new Windows Seven machine. Okay, go ahead and and and, and com, you know migrate all that stuff over for me. And I sat my mom in front of it. She wouldn't do it. She couldn't know how to do it. But she can it's, do it on a Mac. Oh yeah, it's Easy. just those. It's just those little things. I don't mind paying extra for. But what? It, and here's here's the other thing. This is what I love. It's like okay, so so basically we have, uh, you know let's just say I don't want to do migration assistant. I don't want all, I, I want this new computer and it's a new computer and, and it's, and it's fresh and I don't want all that other stuff on there. I, this is just a new computer and it's for the family, but I want the family to have access to my Photoshop program. I want it to have access to screen flow so they can play around with some fit screen casting. And I want them to have access to text expander and I want them to have access to, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, the Twitter application and all this other stuff. I just want them to, you know, all these different programs that I've already paid for 
It's like, mm-hmm. but now I want it for the family. It's like, oh, well, that's no problem. Cause guess what? I can just fire it up, type in my username and password to the Mac app store and, and hit install, 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 install. I don't have to pay another penny for all of that software again. Boom. They have it all. Exactly. And, and why are they able to do that? Because they have people there who they're, they're, they're paying great money for great engineers who are coming up and innovating things like the iPad, innovating the iPhone, innovating the Mac app store, innovating iTunes, you know, uh, whatever is that syncing service that they have that's coming out. What's that called? iCloud mm-hmm. innovating yes. iCloud innovate. They're innovating, always taking things to the next level, making things more awesome. I mean, here's the deal. The Mac app store did not exist in my mind this time last year. Right. Yeah. It came and out and I would announced not, them in September. I think I hate buying anything that's not in the Mac app store now. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. If, if I wanted an app, I check there first. Yeah. And well, and not only that, but I had, I had Photoshop elements eight and you know what I did? I, I upgraded the lion. It, it's a, it's a little glitchy in lion right now. Uh, so you know what I did? I went and confirmed that, you know, Photoshop elements nine editor. See, the thing is they added the word editor in there. And so therefore I thought maybe it's kind of like a stripped down version of a Photoshop elements. No, let me tell you. It's 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 got everything I used in Photoshop Elements 8 that's not quote unquote editor. It's got everything and more and it's great. It's beautiful. It's it looks nicer and and it does things even faster and better before and it's 9 I think it was 9 no $79. And so I already owned Photoshop 8 which was allowed to be installed on two of my computers. I went ahead and said, "You know what? I don't want this to be even a little bit buggy and just make it work and hit save save save." I just went ahead and went into the Mac app store for $79. I bought it and now five Macs in my house have Photoshop elements nine. Dude, this, this is why I love it. And and the reason why I don't mind paying more is because they're the, when I pay more, the company that's selling me this computer is making a profit. Mm -hmm. And this means that the company is making a profit means they can innovate and invest in other things that are going to be awesome that I can buy in the future that are. And here's the thing. The reason why I don't want to build my own computer is because I'm busy trying to do work that makes me a lot of money, you know, selling my expertise. Exactly. I've tried tried to tell people that like, you know, and it's like Android uh, phones, you know, they're like, well, you can't go in there. You can't install your own custom ROMs and this, that, and the other. It's like, I don't want to. I yeah. I, I, I want to use my products for doing things. Not it's I want to use the computer for doing tasks, not use the computer to play with the OS. Yep. And that makes sense. Absolutely. And so so going back to how has Steve Jobs changed my life for me, it's got me into the mindset of saying, you know what, there's there's value in paying top dollar for quality stuff that just works and helps and it gets out of your way so you can make more money or you can be more profitable or you can have more entertainment or more enjoyment out of the use of this technology. You know what? Yes. That, that for, and, and, and as soon as I grasp that concept, it's like, you know what? I don't mind paying top notch. You know, you know $3.99 for an iPad or can I go and buy you know, a, a such and such Android uh, tablet device for $149 if that exists? I don't even know if it does. Would I, what would I buy? I would buy an iPad because I know that I'm buying a quality product that has support that I know and trust and it's going, you know what? And I know that the company is going to make a profit and it's important to me to make a, that the company makes a profit because 
low could you imagine paying four hundred and ninety nine dollars for a tablet only to you know three months later hear that you know the company's gonna stop making them and now everybody's buying them for ninety nine dollars and sure they're <laughs> gonna and sure they're going to you know refund you the difference but you know it's like but wait a second you know I, I'm out a hundred bucks and I've got a piece of obsolete technology now yeah HP uh, it's been said has to sell seven computers to equal the profit of one computer that Apple sells and that's a reason you know and just kind of smoothly transition to our next story it's, that's where we were going exactly is that HP uh, that, that they've announced that they're looking for other opportunities for their PC business whether that means selling it off or spinning it off into its own company what they're basically saying is that the tablet effect and let's translate that the iPad effect is real and they're really seeing that people at, at some point aren't going to be buying those low end four five even three four five hundred dollar PCs when they can just go get an iPad works great no viruses no worrying about blue screens of death or anything like that you just use it and it works great to surf the web Facebook email the stuff that people use their computers most of the time for most people uh, you know you and I we need we'll still we'll still need, we'll still need what Steve calls uh, Steve Jobs calls our trucks um, but yeah HP's look, saying you know what there's not enough money in making PCs. Nope. Even though we're the number one PC maker, and we have to sell so many computers to make profit. You know, their their profit margins are like four to seven percent, if that, on one computer. Apple's and, is about forty percent. And do you know where that profit comes from? From all the crap they pre install on your on your computer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You think that that trial version of Nero or or the trial version of of Norton was put on there for free by those companies. No, they paid money to be put on there by HP. That and that's how that's how they made their money. It's like you know what? Basically, they're giving you the hardware for free, and and it's all subsidized by by these things. I mean, it, it it's just crazy. And and so here's the thing. You know, it's it it's it's like oh, you know, well, that's that's great. You know, yeah, but it's twelve hundred dollars for the low end iMac, and I want a desktop computer. And by golly, I can go and buy an HP or a gateway or a Dell and, and, and I can spend, you know, $499 and have a computer that's on my desk that has the same size monitor and everything and blah, blah, blah. And it looks just like your iMac, but it's running windows and all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, that's great. Except for the fact that, you know, you realize that company is not making any money. Mm -hmm. You know, how can that company be there for you in the future? And obviously HP is saying, you know what, we're, we're not sure that we're going to be here for you guys in the PC business anymore. Right. Exactly. You and know, just, we're sending, just for, we're sick of the rat race. Exactly. Just for the heck of it. I'm going to build a, an HP uh, pavilion laptop that is close enough to the specs of mine. So the base price starts out at $900. My computer was $2,200. Okay. Let's see if I can customize it here. Customize you know, and, and I just want to say while you're doing that, Chris, so that so that we can f kind of fill this. But um, here's the thing. I remember I remember a day back when I hated Apple. OK, because because I did. I hated Apple. I, I, I just despised it. And, you know, these Apple cult like people that have basically all their life. I was sick of ever hearing anybody talk like you and I have been talking for the last 27 minutes. It, they, they just made me nauseatingly sick. And of course, there are people that still feel that way that listen to the first, you know, 17 minutes of this and they're already gone. So they're not even <laughs> listening right now. But, you know, the, the thing is, though, is that I remember when I hated Apple as much as I did, I thought of $2,200 or $2,000 or even 1200 
dollars for a computer? Yeah. You gotta be, there's no way I'd ever pay that. And <laughs> I've got five Macs in my house right now. <laughs> I have five. It's crazy. It's crazy. And of course, I, I I can't imagine anybody not having a, you know, a $999 MacBook Air. I, it just doesn't, does not compute in my mind. It's like, if, if you can buy a computer, your first computer if you don't need more power, it's like, dude, the it's like nine ninety nine MacBook Air. That that's that's where you start. Every mm-hmm. co- every every parent sending their kid to college nine ninety nine MacBook Air. Exactly. That that's what that's what every kid going to college should have. Yep. See, I'm looking here. So the, the next is the display. I need to upgrade the display to. 920 by 1080 because they're 1920 by 1080 because that's what mine is. Okay. Because the one they give you is 1366 by 768, which is like even lower than the 13 inch MacBook. Yeah. Uh, da 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 da. Two vision microphone fingerprint reader whatever networking. Um, I want the Bluetooth. That's an additional twenty five dollars because it's built into the Mac. Keyboard standard keyboard. Da da da. Carrying cases. I don't need that stuff. Boy, they it takes forever to buy one of these things. <laughs> photography software. I guess I'll have to put in the photography software. I'll put in. Uh, yeah, I need. Yeah, I need something. You had. You got. If you're going to be doing your iPhone on the Mac, you got to have photography software over there on the. On yep. PC. Yeah, you have to include all that stuff. So I'm, I'm going here to uh, movie software. Let's yeah. see. Uh, Premiere Elements. I said would, would. I say would be pretty close to. Uh, iMovie. iMovie. So yeah. add that. Premier Elements. Uh, actually, yeah, okay. Uh, da, 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 backup software. Not really. I mean, it doesn't. Well, I guess it has Time Machine built yeah, in. Yeah, no, so yeah, it's got Time Machine. You better put some backup software in there. Add accessories. No mice. Let's see. Do I need a docking station? No. Uh, da, da, I'm looking here for anything. Because there's things you have to think about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I can't. I can't. Add, I can't add a high-speed Thunderbolt port. No, you can't do that. Although, you, can you get USB three though? Mm, looking here. If you can add it, because that would be the equivalent. I mean, yeah. PC equivalent. It doesn't say that it has it. I'm seeing if there's any other software here. Uh, Laplink, no Norton. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Laplink. What's that? Is that to transfer documents from one PC s- mover? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. you That's do. 50 you need, bucks. Yeah, you need that. Because PDF converter, because it you know yeah. Apple does PDF built in. That's correct. You need that PDF uh, converter. Let's see, uh, Dragon speaking. No, I don't need any of that. No. Headset and speakers. It takes takes the dang take on. I just want to click it and buy it. <laughs> Specialty accessories. Let's see what here. Uh, USB port. No. T- TV tuner. No. Does it? Uh, it's got a webcam built in. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, 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 good. Uh, Monster cable. <laughs> no, I don't need that stuff. Installation services. Uh, network installation. No. What? Wait, what wait. What's that? installation services? It just. Let's see. Connect your computer monitor. Blah blah blah. I think it's like videos or something. I'm looking here. Okay. Uh, technician will open the box and set up your computer and monitor. I won't. Uh, won't. Uh, well, maybe that's in house. I, I guess Apple's not going to come to your house, but they will certainly help you set it up in the Apple store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, HP tune-up consultant services. So let's see. Get help from an HP technician whenever you need it for six months. So I'm going to add that because it's like having the genius, right? Yeah, it's like having the genius and the yeah the Apple care included for the first year. 
Mm-hmm. So yep. no printers, no printer cables. Nope. I apologize. My internet is a little slow just because we're doing all this too. Uh, okay. So I'm going to review it. Yeah. So here, let me, uh, let me run down here. So it is a steel gray, which costs a little bit more, but my Mac is steel gray, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a, I got the Windows 7 Ultimate because there's only one version of the, of the Mac OS. So you have to get the best version of Windows, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, system recovery DVD. You know, most Macs that I've, I've had have a system recovery DVD or the new ones you can actually recover from the internet. So you have to have that. Yeah. Uh, same process the 2.2 gigahertz quad core i7. Mm-hmm. Uh, very close graphics card, one gig of uh, you know one one gig of video RAM, four yeah. gigs of hard drive space or uh, RAM, seven hundred fifty gig hard drive. I didn't get any office software. Um, I got uh, let's see the battery is normal. I got a better monitor. Uh, I got the it does have a Blu-ray player and a DVD burner. Yeah, uh, webcam, uh, Bluetooth and wireless, uh, standard keyboard, and I got the software that's equivalent to iLife. So I got. Roxio Photo Show. I got a WinZip program because it does, you know, Mac does have that built in. Uh, Adobe Premiere Elements for photo stuff. Yeah. Uh, backup software because it would be like Time Machine. Uh, Ultimate PC Mover because it's built into the Mac. Uh, PDF Converter because it's built into the Mac. And then HP Smart Friend for six months mm-hmm. um, because it's like the Genius Bar, right? But yeah. the Genius Bar is a year. So that price would be $1,958.96. Right. So for another couple hundred bucks, you can have a Mac. Yeah. Yep. So so still all of that, and 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 somebody listens to this like, well, yeah, that's a totally maxed out uh, PC, and look at that, it's still a couple hundred dollars cheaper, and and you get Blu-ray, and that's what they're gonna say, and 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 you're not gonna be able to win those people over. But here's right. the thing. So I would, I've, got, I've got MagSafe connector on my on my laptop. Yeah. I got a Thunderbolt connector, which is but, faster than USB three. But all that com- all that software that you were talking about, you know that that stuff's baked in to the iOS. So mm-hmm. so it's 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 it, and it and it was made by the people who made the o or the iOS the OS. It's made the the software was made. It, it's it's baked in. It's made by that. It's not it, it's not drivers. It, the hardware was made for this. I mean, it's just it's just made by the people who made the OS. And what you're looking at is all those different software tools. Those are all different manufacturers. All you know, they have no idea what hardware you're running on. They can't optimize for all that stuff that you just put in there and upgraded and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not worth it to me. So anyway. I, and the the weight is about the same. It's a the theirs is a five point uh, seven pounds. Mine's five pounds, five point six pounds. Yep. And here's the thing. Now, Chris, I would I would venture to say that if you buy that computer that you just put into the shopping cart there, mm-hmm. guess what? HP would make some money. They would make some profit on that. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, and what? here's the they, and here's a couple little differences, real quick. Um, I just want to share. Uh, the uh, MacBook has two video cards. Oh, okay. Yes, you're right. Pro. So it's uh, so when you're using it on battery power, it kicks over to uh, the the built-in Intel HD graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else here. The Thunderbolt port, uh, the uh, line in, um, seven hours of battery life. I don't know how, what the battery life is for the other one. Probably not seven hours though, if I had to guess. I would 
pr- venture to say probably not seven hours. So, oh, f- uh, 5.75 hours of battery life. And that's actually an upgraded battery. Yeah. So, so basically, be, you know, obviously we, we love Apple and, and you know, the, obviously the, we, we know we're telling you why. And, and in my mind, Steve jobs has brought us the products that we love and, 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 these products have helped us become more productive and, and that's why we're won over. That's why we're sold on it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and here the thing is, is, is if Chris was to buy that, um, you know, HP would make some money, but guess what? People don't go to HP to buy those things. They're, no, they go to HP to buy the, the $300 laptop. Yeah. The $3, 300, you know, 299 or 399 or 499. That's what people are buying. And that's you know, why my, my mom got a $400 Dell laptop and it's plastic piece of junk. Yep. And you know what? And in the mindset of the people who buy those, and I used to be this person, you know what? So what? I spent $400 for a plastic piece of junk. And as long as I get to use it for the next year before it completely stops being functional, then at least I got it for a year for 400 bucks. <laughs> that, yeah. that was my mindset. <laughs> you know, and, and next year I'll do it. You know, I'll start all over again with another 400 bucks. Wasteful. Yeah. And, and the thing is, of course, those companies are going out of business. Um, you know, so it'd be interesting to see what's going on over there. So uh, those are the two big stories. What else we got going on here? Um, uh, let's you believe see here. What? Apple loses another prototype phone in a bar. No, they didn't. Yeah. Where did you Seen hear it. this? This is from today. CNET reports that an Apple employee lost a prototype of an unreleased iPhone in a San Francisco bar. No, no, you haven't fallen through a wormhole and woken up in 2010. It happened again. The prototype was reportedly lost in July and Apple's efforts to recover the d- device has not succeeded. Rather than immediately remote wiping the phone as they did with the iPhone 4, Apple used Find My iPhone and co-coordinate with San Francisco police to track down the phone to a home in San Fran's Bernard Heights area. The f- homeowner gave the uh, police permission to search his house, but the, vi- the device was not recovered. Supposedly, the prototype already sold on Craigslist for 200 bucks. Uh, no other details on the device are available, but considering the firestorm that erupted in 2010, it's unlikely that any gadget blog would have the stones to buy the device, even if it was offered to them. Right. It was some like tequila bar. So, so I, I've got the I've got <laughs> I've got this site pulled up from Apple loses another prototype iPhone, and it's got this image up there. What's this image? Do you know? Uh, it's just someone's like Photoshop. Oh, okay. So they just mocked up something. Yeah, it looks I like. Ho- part, I looks hope like, it. I hope it doesn't look like that. To be honest with you. Yeah, there's rumors. I'm hearing more of a tapered kind. Kind of like take a look at the iPad two. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be kind of what the phone looks like. Uh, Probably a metal back and not the glass. I like the glass. I I don't use mine in a case anymore. I I kind of threw caution to the wind and I I run mine the way uh, Steve and Johnny designed it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Without without it. and it's beautiful this way and it's a lot smaller and just feels good in my hand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they said it's going to be more like an iPad, which is fine. You know, I mean, the, here's the thing with the glass back. If it does break, a uh, little known secret is Apple replaces them for $29. Gotcha. The back. The back. Now, the front is 200 bucks, but more often than not, it's going to land on its back. Yeah. And if you have Apple Care, they, even if you broke your screen, from what I've been told, if you bought Apple Care, mm-hmm. they, they give you a one time, like, should have had a case kind of replacement. Right. So, gotcha. Which is good. So they lost another one. Do we do we know anything about it? Has anybody talked about what they what the 
No. Nothing. There is no, I'm even like checking nine to five Mac and there is no information. Though I did just read that iOS 5 beta 7 and iTunes 10.5 beta 7 is out to developers right now. So as soon as this show ends, I'm going to hit the software update button on my iPhone and download the newest goodness. Very cool. That's good though. Betas have been coming out every two weeks since uh, June. So that's that's a good thing. Awesome. So close. Apple's bold move, uh, iTunes match and streaming. I didn't actually read this article, but somebody uh, said something, but it says any of your songs already in iTunes store are automatically available to you in your iCloud library. I think we already knew that. Yeah. If you have an AT&T iPhone, uh, you can go into and you don't, you don't even need iOS five. You can go into, uh, let me, let me flip over here to iTunes there's an area that says purchased at the bottom. You touch it and it'll show you everything that you've bought and you can go ahead and download it now. Awesome. And it will download it a 256K version of it. Yeah. Nice. And right now, if you're a developer, you can use iTunes Match. Um, you know, you pay your money and they'll give you uh, for the rest of the year plus an, another year. But you, only, you have to have a developer account to do this. But uh, basically what it is, 25 bucks a year for 25,000 songs. It looks at your iTunes and... If it's stuff that you did not buy from the iTunes Music Store and they have it in their catalog of songs, then you can listen to it. You know, you can pull up your, you can take your phone and let's say that, you know, I, I have a, a Pearl Jam album that I, because I always buy all those albums as albums and not as, you know, um, iTunes downloads. Let's say I want to listen to like their second album and I don't have it on my phone, but I pay for that iTunes Plus. What I can do is I can go into the iCloud and on my iPhone and go, Okay, there's that album. Go ahead and download it. It's not going to stream it. It's not like Spotify where I can just, you know, listen to a whole artist or anything like that. You have to choose. You have to be diligent on which, or purposeful, which which album you want to listen to, and it'll download it. It'll start streaming right away, but it'll download it in the background. Right. So it's not like that, but it's, you know, it's like a safety net. Like if you're at a party and you're like, oh man, I got that new blah, blah, blah album. You don't have it on you, but it's in your iTunes, so it's in the iCloud. You can download it and listen to it. So let me ask you this. Uh, what if I had a bunch of four and a half meg uh, MP3 files and I go into ID3 and, and I create, let's say, 100 duplicate copies of that MP3 file? All right. You follow where I'm going with this, Chris? No. Keep All going. Right. All right. So I've just I, basically I've got this MP3 file that's a song and I duplicate it 100 times mm-hmm. and I go in and I change the name of all those files and give them the names of the hundred songs that I would love to have for free. Mm-hmm. And I go into my ID three tag editing software and I go in and change the album and the artist name to match what would be available in the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. And then I drag all those into my music library and tell it to go match those songs for me. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, they're not those songs, but they're, they have the, they're all MP threes about the size of a song you know, and of course, size doesn't matter because it could be a, a lower bit rate. And so iTunes won't know. Time matters. What's that? Time. What do you mean time? If I have a bunch of MP3s that are like, let's say four minutes and 30 seconds long. Uh-huh. And I want to download a song like Pearl Jam's Lucan, which uh-huh. is about a minute 30. Right. It's going to see the length and go, ah, uh, yeah, that's not that song. Okay. So, so basically. It's kind of like when, so, it's so kind of like. Hold on. You take okay. you take those hundred files and you when you're actually updating the software to to make the fake um 
you know, to make the fake file and the fake tags, you go in and, 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 and you go in and you edit the file so that it is actually brought down to the length of the actual song as well. If you go and do all that work, yeah, then you probably will get it. All right. Well, here, I, I don't know. Okay. So, so it sounds stupid, right? But here's the thing. It's like, okay, yeah, it'd be crazy for you to do that if you, if you were quote unquote manually doing that. But what if you downloaded a list, you know, just a text document that had all this code in it for all of these songs and and then all of a sudden you had a piece of software that you could download download off of some site from, you know, who knows where in another country somewhere. Uh and and you download that and and all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going to we're going to create these fake MP3 files and, and like a spoofer of some sort. Yeah, I mean I mean I I get I guess in theory that would work. I, I don't know. I mean, shoot, Cliff, maybe you got a new uh, a, a fourth a fourth revenue stream. Yeah, maybe. No, seriously, I, I would never. I mean, I'm at the place now where I would never do that. I mean, I, I'm going to openly admit right now that in in my younger days, I don't. Let's just say we all had Napster when it was awesome. Oh yeah, I, I downloaded <laughs> I, I downloaded tons of stuff in Napster, and we all had Kazaa Light, which yeah. took out all that malware. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I will be the first to admit that I downloaded my fair share of stuff, I, and, I, and I'm also going to admit there may or may not have been a computer server in an undisclosed West Coast state called the Cupertino Sound Machine, which may or may not have had hundreds of thousands of songs on it. Yeah, I may or may not have have, have looked at it. Hey. Well, and and here's what I'm going to tell you, and 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 I don't have any problems sharing this, but. Uh, you know, Adobe Audition, uh, the the software that I, I use for my for my uh, podcast editing, yes. I will I will I'm going I'll openly admit that you know years ago when I first got into podcasting, I downloaded an illegal copy mm-hmm. of Adobe Audition, and got a fake serial code cracking thing and used Adobe Audition and fell in love with it, mm-hmm. and I used it. And you know what though. Uh, since then I've purchased two full license at 300 actually, no, I think three now full license at $349 a piece. I can. Yeah. And I, you know what? I used to do the same thing. And I can, I can say, uh, with my head, with my head held high that, uh, and I'm double checking, <laughs> but yes, every piece of software that I have on my computer, I own or my company owns. Exactly. And, and I can say that too. There's nothing on my, there's nothing on my computer, on any of my computers today that I did not personally pay for. And there are several things that I've paid for more than once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got screen. Well, ScreenFlow is given to me by the company that makes it. Well, so let, I me can't t- say. let me tell you about ScreenFlow real quick. So I paid for my first version of ScreenFlow, right? And mm-hmm. then of course, you know, that was 2.0. And then they went, or no, it was one point something. And then they yeah, came let me out. think about did I did I how did I get Screenflow? I think they gave it to me. Yeah, well, I, I bought my first one. I bought the one point five or something like that. And you then, know what? I think I did too. And then they then went they went to two And because of our connections in this podcast, you know, they were kind enough to to generously give us a copy of two And then when it came into three uh, they <clears throat> did the same thing. And, and so is it Lynn? Is that who it is? Yeah. Lynn at the Telestream. Yeah. So Lynn basically gave me 3.0. She says here, Cliff, you know, here's a serial number for you. You can install it on up to two machines. And, and I did, and I upgraded to lion and, you know, it's just like, 
you know what? And then, we, you know, it's like this new computer's coming in and I want to be able to have it on more than two. And you know what I did? I literally bought it. I, I, I said, I said, Lynn, thank you so much. But I want to just ask you a question. If I buy this in the app store, can you confirm that it's okay for me to install this on five different Macs? And she says, yeah, absolutely. And so I went in and deleted the license, the free licensed copies that she gave me. And I went into the Mac app store and spent $99 and purchased the software there and installed it on all five of my Macs. That's okay. You know, so, so I, you know, the thing is, is what I'm saying here is that, you know, companies are, you know, they're making it easier for us to get software. And these days I, I don't really think there's the need to pirate stuff anymore. I mean, it, it's so for everything's so affordable and, and great programs are giving you trial like Adobe today, 30 days for free, you know, Just, and, and here's, and here's the thing. Let's say, you know, you do have a need for, a Photoshop like program, you know, you, you, you use, let's say you use Photoshop, you know, uh, before and, you know, you can get Photoshop elements for 80 bucks, right? That's not bad. And it does almost everything that Photoshop does, you know, like the, the version I've got on my Mac does a little bit more 3d stuff and, and things like that. But if you don't want Photoshop, I mean, there's a really, really good, uh, Photoshop like program called Pixelmator and it's $30. Right. So, so there's, there's all these different ways of doing things. I mean, even if you don't want to get, um, you know, let's say you don't even, you don't want to get ScreenFlow, you can get uh, what is it? I show you. I think I should use it here. Yeah, I show you. You know, it's twenty two dollars. It doesn't do nearly as much as ScreenFlow does, but that's another solution. It, the Mac App Store has a ton. Of, and when it, when they first announced it, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. But dude, I. Love it, man. I buy all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of great games on there now. I mean, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto is for adults and stuff, but there's games like Galaxy on Fire and, and um, you know, Star Wars Jedi Knight and just a lot of great games. Some of, some of the games are older, but a lot of great games. You don't have to go to the store anymore and get it. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. When I bought Final Cut and Motion, I just bought them right here at my desk and it was easy peasy, man. Just boom, boom, done. It's good to go. I know that if I reformat my machine or if I get another machine at some point down the line, those pieces of software are mine. I don't have to have a physical box. I just press a button. Boom. It's it's downloaded. I've got it. It's the full version. It's legal. It's mine. It works. It's upgraded through the app store. It's just, I, this is awesome. We're, 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 we're getting into this period where like I can get everything through my computer now and that's okay. I, mean, I, I, I even just bought eyeglasses through the internet. Um, <laughs> there's a company called Warby Parker, W-A-R-B-Y Parker.com. Yeah. I selected five pairs of glasses to try on because you know that you, you can try them on with like the, the software and it's, it's, it's okay. It's just kind of weird. Um, but they sent me five pairs of glasses, you know, with, with just no prescription, just clear frames, uh, five pairs of glasses. They shipped them free to my house. Wow. I tried on what I wanted, said, okay, I like these. Put them back. They have a shipping label to send back to them. So I dropped it in UPS, sent it back to them. Um, I gave them my prescription. Uh, they have to verify with my doctor. Not a big deal. Um, but I'm getting a really sweet pair of glasses with, with thin polycarbonate lenses with, with anti-glare, uh, UV coating, anti-scratch, all that stuff, 95 bucks. Wow. And if you've ever priced glasses, if you don't have, if, you know, I, I've unfortunately had jobs where I didn't have really good vision insurance or not no vision insurance at all. Glasses are expensive. Yeah, they the are. Lenses are super expensive. 
And, uh, you know, I, I have a pair of Ray-Bans and uh, it's a, I, we're in a total rat hole right now, but um, <laughs> I have a pair of Ray-Bans and here's something that a lot of people don't know. Uh, Ray-Bans, um, Oakley's, um, anything from Prada or, or Dolce & Gabbana, any of those glasses that you buy are all made by one company. They're all owned by a company called Lexotica. And they also own LensCrafters and Pearl Vision huh. and Sears Optical and Target Optical. So it's all this, these ver- vertical integrated markets. Um, so they, they have you from beginning to end. So these guys are kind of off on their own. It's pretty cool. I, uh, yeah, it's just neat. That I was able to order online. I think that that was the neatest thing. It's, it's just, it was just super convenient. Their styles were super cool. So I, it, it just, it's like the app store, you know, it's, I can browse here. I don't have to go to the Best Buy. I don't have to go to the Apple store in Kenwood you know, near, near my house. I don't have to go to Walmart to look for software. I can go look through here, see what I want. I can look at reviews. I can look at screenshots. Um, hit the button. Most of them are a lot cheaper than, than buying in a box anyway. Hit the button, get it, boom. It's good to go. The internet's amazing. Hey, I think uh, it's got to catch on. I really do. I think so. Hey, your audio is breaking up a little bit, but uh, give it just a second here and say something for me. Say something for you. Yeah, you're still breaking up there. Did you just do something different on the net? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Then let me unplug, let me unplug my microphone and replug it back in. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Okay, so, so I'm coming right around an hour, so here that may that may be it. Yeah. Hey, I'm not uh, downloading anything off the internet. Okay. Sounds good. So I'll tell you what, we're at fifty-three minutes, and so basically there was a major announcement, Steve Jobs stepping down as CEO. Uh we've got uh HP deciding that they're probably gonna leave the PC making business as the number one PC maker in America. And here we have this super ultra popular, mega awesome <laughs> help I got a Mac show. Yep. You know, which is here we are now. I mean, how many years have we been doing this show? And we are now on episode 178. Yeah, and we've done it th- what three, four years. It's uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. And we have an announcement to make. And uh, and that is effectively that- immediately. I'm stepping down as CEO of gspn.tv. <laughs> I'm <just> joking. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, so yeah, due to basically what, what people don't know is that of course, uh, well, actually what people do know, a couple things that people do know is that you took a full-time position with, uh, what's the company that you're with now? Empower Media Marketing. Empower Media Marketing. And of course that pretty much, uh, takes up a lot of your time, effort and energy and, and rightfully so you're gainfully employed and doing extremely well, which we're all very excited about. Thank you. Uh, and of course, that meant you could not do the show any longer on Thursdays on our long live show thing. And what um, I, I know some people listening to our show know is that, you know, we record this another night during the week. And and you know, we, we had people really kind of upset because they used to like the comment, you know, in, in the uh, chat room and stuff like that. And I, I miss it. You know, I, I really do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is, of course, we, we've tried to make it our priority to get together on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, we have we've we've moved the schedule up, down, around, left and right and all this other stuff. And and, you know, for the most part, we've done pretty good of making it happen. But uh, another thing that maybe just a few people know and remember that uh, there is a baby biting coming soon. Two weeks in two weeks, there's going to be a new baby in the biting household. The first baby in the biting household. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. First baby. You know, Stephanie, well, we'll get to that in just a minute because Stephanie told me to give you a message and tell you that I'm a horrible friend for not telling you ahead of time. Okay. So I'm going to tell you as a good friend, I suppose. But anyway, okay. but anyway, I'll tell you that in just a minute. But anyway, uh, basically due to increasing scheduled demands on Chris's part and, and just how difficult, even without the baby being here, how hard it is for us to continually connect our schedules to record the show. Uh, we are going to actually take the Help I Got a Mac podcast out of the weekly podcast production rotation. And uh, so this show will no longer be produced uh, until further noticed on a weekly basis. Yeah. And, and, you know, things may change. You know, once, once, once the baby routine uh, is down pat and everything's good, the baby's kind of doing its thing and we're used to having one, you know, I, I, I don't think... I don't think this will be a very long leave of absence. Gotcha. And furthermore, you know, when, when iPhone five comes out, when, you know, anything major that happens in the Mac community, we're going to do a show about it. Yes. Because it's important to me. It's important to you. And it's important to the people that listen to the show to kind of like, not that like we're super experts or anything, but you know, people do kind of like a value what, 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 what we think about things. And I love talking about it. And, and I do as well. I, I obviously, I think the important thing here that, that anybody listening to this episode has gotten out of this is that Chris and I both really love Apple. And I will have to admit that a lot of my, la- a lot of my love for Apple is sometimes just generated by just getting uh, next to Chris and talking to him because, you know, his, his passion rubs off and, and stuff like that. And I, I just want to say real quickly here, because a lot of people are saying, well, that's, you know, I understand that cliff, but man, this is your full-time deal here. Why don't you do it? And I'm just going to just tell people up front, you, you heard me wax poetic about Apple. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to openly admit to you that I am not so passionate about Apple that I would want to do this show on my own. And so immediately I'm going to answer the thoughts of those of you who are saying, okay, well, so there's plenty of other people in the GSPN community who are passionate about Mac. When you just bring somebody on and I just want to say that uh, in my mind, help I got a Mac. When I think of help, I got a Mac. I think of Chris and Cliff together and it, and, and I really can't think of anybody else that I would really want to do this show with. And, and that's thanks buddy. That's just it. I, 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 I mean, my love for the Mac has been spawned and birthed by Chris biting. So uh, I just want to say that that as far as I'm concerned, if Chris Biden can't be here on a weekly basis, the show won't be here on a be- weekly basis. So the important thing to take away here, yes, this for right now is the final weekly episode mm-hmm. of Help I Got a Mac. And we, we we had a couple episodes, uh, I guess in the near in the in the past few I don't know, months or so that I wouldn't consider them A pluses. Right. You know, I wasn't prepared. Uh, the show's really short, you know, maybe, and there's nothing wrong with a short show, but they just didn't feel like, you know, I got done. I'm like, eh, the show is okay. That, you know, and I came away with the same feelings. Like, you know what it did, you know, people will listen to it. And I'd rather hit home runs than, uh, than base hits. Yep. I agree. Same thing. And so what we want to just really emphasize right now, this is not the final episode of help. I got a Mac. Not at all. Not the final episode. As Chris says, we will cover product launches, keynote speeches, major Apple news, stuff like that. But as far as when these episodes will come, we're just going to encourage you to, you know, if you really enjoy Help I Got a Mac, just stay subscribed. Even if it's maybe four or six weeks between an episode, 
stay subscribed. I promise you we will be back. Yes, and listen, you know, it's going to be, <laughs> there's a show that I like called um, You Look Nice Today. Yeah. Done by the wonderful Merlin Mann and Scott Simpson and The Lonely Sandwich. And they haven't had an episode in Nove- since November. But I know that, uh, but it's in my feeds. It's in my Stitcher radio and everything. And I know the day that they come out with a new episode, I'm going to be so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't let those feeds because I know they're going to come back. So please don't not keep the feed. Yeah. You know, keep the feed. We'll, we'll, like I said, we'll have new stuff. And I promise, I promise, 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 this is not going to be the end of the show. Awesome. And here's, and here's what Stephanie told me that I was a bad friend because you wrote back in, in your last message to me. He says, listen, you know, I hope that we can return to a weekly schedule after the baby stuff calms down. And I said, okay. I, I said, if, if that's what, I mean, dude, I, I mean, because I, I, you have to admit, Chris, I did. I gave you an out, didn't I? You did. I gave you an out. It's like, you know, we can, we can wrap it up. We can say, you know, this is the end. And you're like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to do that. And you said, and you said, I hope we can return to our weekly schedule after the baby stuff dies down. And my wife says, and what'd you say? And I said, no, that's cool. I can't, that's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to that. And she goes, you are a horrible friend. She says, you, sh- you it'll, need, it'll never die down. She says, you need to call him and tell him it never dies down. And dies down is the wrong word. I, I think, know, uh, I know becomes easy or that, that, that you, makes sense. You become accustomed to the new demands and you and you arrange your priorities in such a way that you're dealing with it. Exactly. I have never had a kid before, so and until I think, until and you're I start freaked to out, get, aren't you? Yeah. Until I start to get like a grip on it a little bit, which you know, I don't want to say until I get a handle on it. You never have a handle on it. I know. Yeah. Until it becomes the new normal, I, I can't. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, my friends, Chris, I just want to say, and this is not a goodbye, but man, I just want to say. I absolutely have loved every single episode of, of just hanging out with you. I mean, I know that we've, we've said there have been a couple episodes that we didn't hit it, hit it out of the park, but still just getting to talk to you on a weekly basis is just a lot of fun. And I just really appreciate you and, and uh, can't wait until we get together to do our next episode. And, and thank you for everything. Thanks, buddy. It, and it'll, it'll be before you know it. Who knows? Apple may announce something next week and then we'll just start jump right back on. Email me when it's baby time. <laughs> I will. Believe me, it'll be on the Twitter too. So if you follow me up at Biting, B-E-I-T-I-N-G, uh, you'll 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 find out. And I'll you know if there's something going on, and I know that we're going to do a show soon, I'll I'll tweet that out too. So there you go. Well, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of Help. I got a Mac. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back soon. And until next time, we encourage you to at least check out our other shows at gspn.tv forward slash shows. There's lots more to listen to. And of course, we encourage you to join the community. See you.